a wife sends this sweet romantic text to her husband. It read, This is your job today. If you're sleeping, send me your dreams. If you're laughing, send me your smile. If you're eating, send me a bite. If you're drinking, send me a sip. If you're crying, send me your tears. I love you. That's a pretty cool text. And she was probably expecting something dreamy, something wonderful, something sweet instead from a husband. The reply that she got from him, however, was, I'm on the toilet. Please advise. She was hoping for something dreamy, and instead she just got something crappy instead. Has that ever happened to you? Like you're expecting something wonderful, something dreamy, and you got crappy instead? I think that fits right in with Labor Day. I think a lot of us, you know, when you first get that job, you, you first start your career, even if it's your first job you ever got, you're all excited about that job. You've been told what the job is going to be like, and you're expecting something wonderful, maybe something dreamy. You're expecting something cool, and instead, you get crappy. I'm on the toilet. Please advise. <laughs> like the one guy said, I finally got the job of my dreams, and then I woke up. Seriously, though, do you want to know what my dreams and my dream job have in common? They're both just a figment of my imagination. (laughs) In other words, if you want the job of your dreams, you should probably stay in bed. (laughs) Seriously, stay in bed. Relax. Take it easy. If you want your dream job, then go back to bed. If you want your dream job, in other words, take it easy. Relax, because it might not be as difficult as you think. Let's talk about that today. I think you're going to like it. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome. Happy Life Studios. Hey, are you happy? If you're not, then why? If you're not, then why? We're here to help your life be happier. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I am so happy, Labor, that you did. I'm happy that you're here. And I'm so excited to share this concept with you like we put out our bonus episode on Friday to help you celebrate your Labor Day weekend. Man, I don't know. I I should do this with all the holidays, man. I just, I put out a podcast the week before leading up to the holiday. I did a, a podcast on the weekend before, and now I'm doing a podcast on the actual day. And I think sometimes you just need to be reminded because it's more than just having a day off. But Labor Day, I mean, what a great holiday. You celebrate working by not working, and getting paid to not work. Well, hopefully you get paid to not work. Not everyone gets paid to not work, but I mean, what what's not to like about that, right? I mean, Labor Day was created to honor the laborers, to make sure they, they got fair working environment because they used to work like 12, 14 hours a day, seven days a week, and it just got to be too much. And finally, they, they all came together and realized, man, we, we can come together and we're important. And all these laborers got together and they started Labor Day to be treated fairly. 
which they should be because the laborers are what make the world go around. The workers are what make it work. So Labor Day, to me, isn't just about the fair standards for laborers, which there should be, but to me, it's about honoring those laborers. It's about taking a day to say thank you. And for us, we took a whole week. We took three podcasts, right? To say thank you. We appreciate what you make. We appreciate what you've made. We appreciate how you've made our world better because of your work. And I think this is important to living the life you love and loving the life you live. It's to notice and honor our accomplishments on a regular basis. Labor Day does it once a year. I think it's great to do it once a month, once a quarter, once a week. That's really what I think the weekend is for. There's a concept. It's actually a biblical concept. It's in the Bible. It's called the Sabbath. The Sabbath was a day of rest. Even in in the story of creation, in the Bible creation story, God took a day off. After he created everything, he took a day off. And think about it. Every time he created something, he'd sit back and he'd say, that was good. He made the stars and he'd say, it was good. That's really what Sabbath was for. It was a day that they were supposed to take, everyone was supposed to take a day off and just rest. But it wasn't just not doing anything. It wasn't just just resting. There was purpose to the resting. Part of the reason of the Sabbath that I think most people forget is it's while you're resting, you're focusing on what you accomplished this last week. I mean, I think that if every week we would, on the weekend, like we like to live for the weekend, right? And the last thing we want to think about on the weekend is work. But I don't know if you want to live the life you love and love the life you live. If you want to have a dream job, I think that perspective should change. What if when the weekend comes and maybe your weekend doesn't happen on the weekend, maybe, you know, you work your, your five, six days or whatever, and your day off is a different day, a Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it might be, right? But what if you took that day off and instead of trying to ignore work and just trying to forget about work, what if you took part of that day to focus on what did you accomplish this week? Because I know it's so easy to sit back and look at all the things that we've got accomplished and all the things we didn't get done. I don't know about you, man, but that used to haunt me all the time. I kept looking at my to-do list and it was, it never got anything done, but I never looked at my crossed off to-do list. And I think if we want to live the life you love and love the life you live, it's important to notice your accomplishments on a regular basis. If we do this regularly, when we do this regularly, that will seriously lead us into loving the life we live and living the life we love. And Labor Day fits right in. Think about it. We'll spend a third or maybe even more of our adult lives working. When you meet someone for the first time, how else do you meet them, right? (laughs) But when you meet someone, the first question they ask or one of the first couple questions they ask is, so what do you do? After they find out what your name is, before they even ask about your family or if you have any kids or what you like to do, they ask you about your job. They say, so what do you do? Think about all the time that we've spent in our life talking about our jobs or answering that question, what do you do? Now think about if you can't stand your job. When people keep asking, what do you do? That just brings up all this, oh man, I do this. This is so dumb. I work at this. Oh, it's nothing. I just do this. I just, but imagine if you loved your job. Imagine if you looked at all the things that you actually accomplish in your job, whether other people see it or not, it's important that we see it. 
Imagine if we love our job and all the times people ask us, what do you do? Oh man, it changes the whole conversation. Oh man, I do this and I do that. I love working here. All that time that we spend talking about our jobs, if we love our jobs, it builds the endorphins. It, it builds the positivity. It, it builds the happy. The happy level just rises up, I think, dramatically in our lives when we like what we're doing. And that's the sad part. Many of us don't. We call it a happy Labor Day. But when you think of labor, whether it's giving birth to somebody, the labor pains, right? Or labor as in work. The last adjective anyone would think would be happy. Happy labor? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you because I think that we can get there. But many people don't see labor as happy. It doesn't cross their minds. But I believe we can change all that. If we can embrace this concept or start working towards this concept, I think it will drastically change how we view our work and how we view labor. If we can put this concept into play, not only will we have a happy labor day, but we'll have a happy labor week, a happy labor month, a happy labor year. All of our labor honestly can be happy. And when someone asks us, what do you do? We can't wait to tell them because we do feel good about our labor. This would drastically change employees, employers. It would change companies. It would change families. It would change how we view the weekends. It would change our customers everything would change. When you walk into a place where everybody loves working there, it changes you just from walking in there. This concept is that powerful in my opinion. And here it is. We all want a dream job, right? We all want that dream job, but how many find it? And truth is a lot of people we look at and we see that they have the dream job. They didn't know it was their dream job when they found it. I mean, we look at Steve Jobs. He's the one that used this line that said, find a job you love and you'll never work a day the rest of your life. That was attributed to Confucius. It was attributed to Mark Twain. That quote was attributed to some professor in Princeton. I don't know who said it, right? But it's a, a term that we've used a long time. Find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. But that flipped on us. It turned into basically find your dream job. Find what you're made to do. Most people that have their dream job, it wasn't a dream job when they found it. They made it their dream job. The way I see it, there's only two ways to have the job you love. You can look for that dream job, but how many people ever find it? I think when you're looking for the dream job, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of issues with that. Because when you just have a regular job and you don't think it's your dream job, then we view it differently and we just put our time in. We don't enjoy that job and we're not happy at most of our, our jobs. Most of our labor is not happy because we keep waiting for that dream job to come. Then we'll be happy. But if I can't be happy in the job I'm at, I don't think I'm going to be happy in the dream job either because the dream job takes work as well. We can look for that dream job, but I don't think, I think when we try looking for the dream job, I think it sets us up for failure. We view every job as less than, and every time we see a job that's less than, we don't enjoy working at it. We don't give it our full effect. So we can look for the dream job, or we can simply make our current job the dream job. Think about it. If you want to have a job you love, then love the job you have. If you want to have a job you'll love, then love the job you have. 
Because if you love the job you have, then you'll have the job you love. (laughs) Sounds like a bad tongue twister, Dr. Seuss book, right? But think about that. (laughs) If you want to have a job you love, then love the job that you have. To me, that makes a lot more sense because nobody enjoys doing something that they're not good at. I just got done. I went to a, a golf tournament. It was 72 holes in two days. And my, I was driving the ball fantastic. I was driving the ball about as good as I could, honestly. The problem was I was golfing with this guy that was fantastic. He drove the ball. He outdrove me every – I mean, the guy was I, – I drove – there was only a couple holes out of the 72, and I golfed with him the whole 72 holes. I just It, it just happened to be that way. Not every, no, no one else did that, but we happened to be together, and we were on opposite teams. And so no matter how good I drove, he always drove better. And at some point, if I, I looked at it too long, it would get under my skin. Like, I thought that was a great drive, and then I see somebody else drove it farther, and it just wasn't fun. The worst part is the drives are looking good. My putts were decent, but it's in between that first shot and the last shot that I had all these clubs called irons, and I just could not hit them. Now, I know how to hit an iron shot. I know how to hit them. I don't always hit them that consistent, but I can get them up in the air. I can get them close to the green. But these 72 holes, I could not hit a shot. I could not get the – it was the worst. And those 72 holes were just brutal to me. I did everything I could to try to keep my mentality together. It just wasn't fun. And I love to golf, but it wasn't fun. You know why? Because I wasn't golfing good. Nobody enjoys doing something if they're not good at it. So if you're sitting in this job that you have, what if you became an expert in this job that you have? It doesn't matter to me, and it shouldn't matter to you what that job is. I don't care if it's waiting on somebody at a fast food restaurant. I don't care if it's managing a bunch of people. It shouldn't matter if you're sweeping the floors or cleaning toilets or or mowing the lawns and doing the yard work and taking out the garbage or or waiting on people or, I mean, any job that you can think of, you can become better at that. What if, just, just reason with me for a second, just allow this possibility to sink in. Try it and see if it doesn't work for you. Let's say you do sweep the floors. What if you decided I'm going to be the best floor sweeper out there? I'm going to be the best floor sweeper that I can be. I mean, you can watch videos on it. It's so easy to search for that. How do you sweep a floor? You might be surprised at some of the secrets that you can find. What about finding somebody else that does the job that's close to you, that enjoys it or does a really good job at it? What about watching them do their work? What about studying how they do it? What about if you're lucky enough to be able to talk to them, ask them, man, how do you get so good? How can you be so fast at making that thing that you make? How do you do that? When you become serious about your job and say, I, if I'm going to get paid to clean toilets, then I'm going to clean toilets as good as I possibly can. I'm going to leave this place better than I found it. I am going to be fantastic at the job that I've been given. Those that have been promoted in your workplace. Maybe you'd like to be at another position in your workplace. Well, how did they get there? Have you watched? Have you studied them? Have you asked them how they got there? Study people and become an expert at that. When you become an expert at what you do, when you see how good you are at what you do, and you feel how good you are at what you do, then you start to enjoy what you do. And that's really what a dream job is really about. We want a dream job because if you find the job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's a dream job, right? A dream job is when it doesn't feel like work. When we get good at what we do 
and we're in there for the business, that's how you enjoy the job. That's how you love your job. And then you have the job that you love. It's like what Mojo from Mojo Studios, our brother studio down in Southern California said the other day, I was watching one of his talks and, and he, he said this, we, we need to be, he mentioned with him and Wimphy, be a Wimphy, don't be a with him. <laughs> it stands for W-I-I-F-M. It's an acronym, W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? That's how most people view anything, but especially jobs. They want to know what's in this for me. That's a horrible way to look at something because you're constantly comparing on, are they doing anything for me? Everything becomes about me at that point. What's in this for me? Why should I work that hard? Why should I study videos? They're not paying me to do that. What's in this for me? But imagine the mentality when we flip that around and become a Wimfi. W-I-M-F-I. What's in me for it? It's like Kennedy said in that speech, don't ask what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Don't ask your job what it can do for you. Ask yourself what you can do for your job. How can you help that job make a better experience for the customer? How can you help that job make the world a better place? How can you help that job make better widgets or whatever it is that they do? What's your role in that? Instead of saying, what's in this job for me? Ask yourself the question, what's in me for this job? What can I bring to the table? Because you have a specific, it's, it's like Liam Neeson, right? And taken. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. <laughs> you do. You have a certain set of skills and you're in that job for a reason. So do the best, become the best possible, go the extra mile and watch how you will start to love the job you have. And when you love the job you have, then you'll have the job that you love. This girl went in with her daddy to bring your kid to work day. And dad was showing her all around. But after a while, she started to get sad and cranky. The longer she was with dad and he was showing her the office and everything, she just getting crankier and crankier. And pretty soon she started crying. Then she started crying heavier. She was sobbing. And then all the people from the workplace came around to try to, in, you know, to try to encourage her and, make, and comfort her. But she was crying and dad couldn't figure out why she's crying. He kept asking, why are you crying, honey? And finally, after everyone's around, they're trying to comfort her. She looks up and says, daddy... Where are all the clowns you said that you worked with? <laughs> How'd that song go? Send in the clowns. But where are the clowns? Send in the clowns. Don't bother. They're here. Don't bother. They're here. You know, it's hard to love your job when you got a bunch of clowns that you're working with. You know, send in the clowns, don't bother. They're here. No matter what job you take, no matter where you work, there's going to be some clown there that does things foolish, or at least something that you might think is foolish. And to be t truthful, I think if we'd be honest, we'd realize that there's probably been a lot of times when we've been the clown and we didn't know what we were doing, but someone took us underneath their wings or we finally learned it on our own. 
you don't have to look that far to find clowns, but that doesn't mean you can't find your job. If every place has clowns, if you work with a bunch of clowns, then join the circus. (laughs) Seriously, join the circus. (laughs) I'm not saying be stupid or foolish like the clowns. I'm not saying be slothful or lazy or, or dumb like the clowns do foolish. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying become a clown yourself. I'm saying if you can't beat them, join them. If there are clowns in your workplace that are making it hard for you to enjoy your work. Now, I'm not talking about your managers or the or bosses. If you've got a boss that's being a clown and it's very difficult for you to work there, I'm not talking about that right now. But if, we, if I see the job I have, is I'm grateful for the job I have. I see this, this job I have, it is a dream job. I've got a job. I can work. I can help this company make something. It's not about what I am not getting done. If I sit back and look at what I'm accomplishing and what my company is doing, you might just think, well, I'm just flipping burgers. That burger is making somebody happy. You know, and even if you're doing something that you might feel like you're just your company's making little widgets that you don't think really matter or whatever. Maybe you're 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 in a factory somewhere and you're just making washers or something. Those washers belong on something. And even if you're in that factory and you don't think that whatever you're making is makes that much of a difference. First of all, I think it is. It's the small things in life that make the biggest difference. But secondly, what about all the other people that are in there that could be encouraged? Think about what you could do to make their day. You're working alongside them. And that's what I'm trying to say. If you can't beat them, join them. If you can't change them, and by the way, it's not a responsibility to change people that do foolish things. It's not a responsibility to make the clown a lion tamer. If we can't beat them, we join them. If we can't change them, then work with them. Work with them in two different ways. Number one Is there anything you can do to make them better? Is there any way that you can walk alongside them and help them with what they do? Maybe just encouraging them. Maybe giving them pointers or tips or just helping them out. Is there something that you can do with your role in that company, your role in that business to help that person be a better person? Even if you just compliment them, if you encourage them, if you find out what makes them tick, you sit by them during their lunch break. You buy them a snack. I mean, there's so many ways that you can make somebody's life better. If your workplace is full of a bunch of clowns, then join the circus. (laughs) Don't change them. Work with them. Make them better. Instead of cutting them down, it's the same concept here, right? Instead of saying, this job is stupid. I can't wait for my dream job. Then I'll be happy. Versus, wait a minute. This is a dream. I've got a job. I'm going to love this job. I'm going to do everything I can to get better at this job. I can love this job so that I'll have the job that I love. It's the same thing with clowns. If I look at them and go, they're just dumb. They're stupid. They'll never get it right. That's a frustrating way to live. And all I'm seeing is what they're doing wrong. But if I look at the other way going, how can I make them better? I look for a way that I can make them smile. I will look for a way that I can make them a little, maybe a less foolish, say, help them behind their backs or whatever the case. There's so many different angles to this, but I will make them better. And secondly, work alongside them. I will work alongside them and they might be doing some things that I think are foolish, but I do things that other people think are foolish. And I appreciate when people give me slack, right? So don't, don't take it upon you. It's not your job to change them, but you can make their lives a little better. You might be able to make them smile a little bit more. Just like the wife said to her husband, if you're sleeping, send me your dreams. If you're laughing, send me your smile. Laugh with them. Dream with them. Eat with them. Drink with them. 
cry with them. <laughs> and if they say, I'm on the toilet, please advise. <laughs> then don't take their crap. <laughs> and don't believe that line that, that labor can't be happy because it can be happy. We've just got to change the way we look at it. And getting back to what I said earlier about, you know, if you've got a manager or a boss that is just being a clown and it just isn't working, there's a business principle that is basically believe or leave. And if you can't believe in that job, if you can't believe in, in your leader because of how they're acting, that happens, right? Then you just need to leave and find another job someplace else. But is there a way that I can help make that manager a little bit better? I don't know, but I'm going to try because if I love the job I have, then I'm going to have the job I love. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy and you will be happy too. Which goes right hand in hand with if I love the life I live, then I'm going to live the life I love. Happy Labor Day. Remember, no job is perfect. But that doesn't mean it can't be happy. D-Base.